Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Buddy C, we have Kate and Marla and Lala and Paul and Rob and Craig and Ben. Good to have you guys. Thought today that we would discuss fear in the Tao. Fear in the Tao Te Ching, mostly. If you guys came across any other fear quotes, we could talk about those. And actually, we can just talk about how you guys are handling this because I think each of our countries and states are in a different place uh, with this here in Georgia. Citizens that are at high risk are to stay home, but the rest of us can get out. But, you know, keep your social, uh, uh, physical distancing. Uh, one of my friends called it physical distancing, distancing, but social engagement, not social distancing, just physical distancing. You know, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I know in Scotland, it's pretty much lockdown except for essential getting out to get essential items. The other states all vary, I think. I, I thought it would be interesting to go through the Tao Te Ching and talk about how how the Tao Te Ching and the approaches fear and how Lao Tzu approach that. Rob, you got you have a comment, sir? Yeah, on my mind is the squawking and screaming of the uh, telephone and TV with the alert system here in Colorado. They came in hard yesterday. A few counties came in with lockdown, and then the governor came on. So effective 8 o'clock today, we're like Scotland um, in Colorado, which is odd because we're not one of the most populated states. But um, that kind of got me off my <laughs> – I'm okay. I'm not going to drink, but that, that got my heart racing. Now, you read between the lines, you can still go out and hike and do things if we're social distancing. That's considered essential to his exercise. Uh, but no work, nothing. You have to be. You have to have papers, and they're they're not actively setting up roadblocks, but they're talking about it if we don't comply. So anyway, I'm good with it. I'm breathing. I'm using all my tools, but all that noise and racket and that sudden change. It just was like an avalanche yesterday, with some counties going at 10 a.m. and then the governor at five. Um, anyway, that's that's where I'm at. Well, I was listening to Rabbi Manus Friedman this morning about being quarantined and what we can do with all of this, um, you know, rather than live in fear of what's next um, is, you know, very much like the Tao is this is part of nature. These, these plagues happen all the time and um, we survive, we adapt and it's so out of our control. Um, that the best thing to do, for, well, for this person is to go along with it rather than fight against it. It's weird. Energy is different. You know, it, it's just, it's all weirdness. But I'm, I'm choosing to kind of go with it now as of, I think this morning I allowed myself to be sort of on retreat and not worry so much about what's going on out there. So that's my story. Thanks, Marla. This quote's from the 46th chapter of the Tao Te Ching. 
There is no greater illusion than fear. It doesn't say no greater illusion than danger, but no greater illusion than fear. Uh, No greater wrong than preparing to defend yourself. No greater misfortune than having an enemy. And then whoever can see through all fear will always be safe from that same chapter. Huh. The... You're safe when you can see through your fear. Not saying your circumstances have to change, but you're safe because of you're changing your perception. I was thinking about that and how the problem is not the problem. The problem is our perception of the problem (laughs) and how that is always the case. You know, it's, uh, and Lao Tzu had this opinion 2,500 years ago, (laughs) you know, um, this is the 50th chapter and this really kind of summed it up for me. And I'll share the screen on this one. Um, the master gives himself up to whatever the moment brings. He knows that he is going to die and he has nothing left to hold on to. No illusions in his mind. No resistances in his body. He doesn't think about his actions. They flow They flow from the core of his being. He holds nothing back from life. Therefore, hold on, let me get whoever. Oh, that's Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie, I'll mute you. Uh, they flow from the core of his being. He holds nothing back from life. Therefore, he's ready for death as a man's ready for sleep after a good day's work. He gives himself up to whatever the moment brings. Is that not a a great uh, approach to everything, Craig? Yeah, I kind of like that because where I'm at the moment, we don't, we don't, we're not allowed to go out. We can go out for essential items. We can go to the store. We can go out for exercise. Um, what I'm enjoying about it is I'm not working uh, I've got some income coming in um, but what I like about that is I don't have to I, I don't have the distractions of my, my everyday um, professional life coming, to, coming into play all my Taekwondo sessions they've been closed down my work's been closed down I can't go out so the only thing I can do is look at exactly what's in front of me right now um, there's no distractions. There's no external influences going on. Uh, and really, the only thing I can concentrate on is, 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 is what's coming, what's coming right now in front of me. So I enjoy it. It's a great opportunity for you. I mean, I it's an incredible opportunity that we have. Um, I've noticed how in the recovery community, we we're talking about this before we started, how everyone's stepping up with all these Zoom meetings everywhere. And uh, we're, I'll try to put some links in the episode notes. So if anyone needs any meetings out there, they can find them. Uh, yeah. We, um, I've, I've always, I've always spoken to my home group about the way that I do most of my recovery, which is online through Zoom, through the SRC and through the different Facebook groups I'm on. Um, and we use Zoom a lot. And a lot of people have, have been quite against it, saying, no, this, you know, you should really be sat down with people. You should be sat down face-to-face with your sponsor, doing this, that, and other. Do you know what? You know, this is, 
this is the way it's this is where it's been for a long time. This is the way it's going to be. I, I, I think the good thing about what we're going through is we're maybe moving into a, another phase of the way society works. Um, I'm all one for social distancing. I quite like I quite like my own personal space. Hopefully, there's going to be a lot more hygienic people out there as well. Hopefully, all this all this hand washing is really going to settle in, and, and people are going to start taking note and, and starting to do it. But what I'm enjoying at the moment is just it's just concentrating not so much on my recovery, but being being how I'm supposed to be, not going out and being Craig the surveyor or Craig the type of no guy. I just get to be Craig. I get to be Craig the dad to, to two amazing kids. Fantastic life. And just you know, these are these are things that are important to me. And actually highlights how much I've actually got in my life without needing all this external stuff. I don't need the money. The bank needs the money so they can you know so they can pay my bills for me. Yes, I need some revenue to come in to, to make sure that I've got that to pay it. But I think if you if you're in a space that you're financially sober, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. These things kind of really take care of themselves. So I don't have it's one less thing that I really need to worry about. Whereas three years ago, when I just first came into recovery, I would be panicking. I'd be thinking to myself, what am I going to do now because I don't have a job? I'd just I'd be future projecting. I would forget about what I've actually got in my life, and that's you know that, that, I have an abundance of I have an abundance of love in my life, and I have an abundance of uh, a support network in, in place. I have an abundance of uh, finances that are going to see me through for a couple of months. I, I don't need to worry. But you know, this is a thing, though, Craig. There are a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah, I know. I know. But, a, yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is. There's no need to panic. There's no need yeah. to be fearful of what's going to happen at the end of next month, because I know I've got this yeah. coming in this month. And you know, if we can bring it back to the moment and to yeah. the today, um, today, my power's not going to get cut off today. And I used to have to do this in business all the time. I I went through a time in business years ago when man, it was day to day. I was calling the bank every day at. Uh, two o'clock. I had a reminder on my phone. This is before I had a, what did they call them? A PDA? Was that what they were? Uh, uh, <laughs> before smartphones, Rob is grinning and smiling. I think that's what they were called. I don't even remember, but I remember the lady's name at the bank and I used to have to call Peggy every day to make sure I didn't have any account that was going to, going to, uh, going to bounce. And I had to move money and shuffle all the time that went on for a, Several months, but I learned even then before uh, before I was in recovery that if I was okay today, I was okay. And so I learned how to narrow that back to the moment. And uh, that's uh, that's what we have to do now. Yeah, if our so, needs so, are taken care of today, go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. Yeah, PBAs were before my time. I'm okay. not. I'm, I'm not as. I'm, I know. <laughs> the, I've, actually, I've actually said to Calum, the next stage is that if the homework doesn't start getting done, then the internet starts getting cut down a little bit yeah i've had to shift my attention sort of that way because i was getting all freaked out like preparing for the worst and preparing like in my head preparing i was gonna be doomed like i was something was gonna happen and i was getting all like overly stimulated like i'm ready i'm ready to fight and then nothing was happening And so I've like really, really calmed down since then. And I'm just like, today I'm okay. Things are all right. 
things are good. I mean, I don't know if they're good, but things are okay. And why can't they be good, Kate? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, things are actually pretty good for me right now. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just moving along in my life. Things are not bad, you know, and I don't know. I'm I'm way calmer since I realized that I was all whacked out thinking everything was going to be horrible and focused on now instead of focusing on the future. Yeah, that's good, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. We all need to hear that. We all need that. Paul? Yeah, I was pretty much in the same boat as Kate. Uh, last Friday, I did the made the mistake of turning on the news for an extended period, and I was really freaking out. And uh, and since then, there's been some developments here in Wisconsin. We're not they're not calling it lockdown. They're using the uh, politically correct uh, safe at home term, <laughs> but <laughs> which I find kind of funny. But you know, but that's just to just to not have people freak out. And I think this whole thing is a classic case for, it's very interesting for me to watch because seeing how everybody else is dealing with this fear and uncertainty, I think this is going to be a good lesson for a lot of us. Now, the great thing about us in recovery is we have the tools already to deal with these things, but the general public, I think it's going to get a real good lesson in how to deal with this stuff. And I had to do some major letting go over the weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. I just spent the day, I kind of wallowed in my fear for a while because that's, that's how I deal with it. I, I, I let it sit for a while and then I, then I just let it go. And boy, I'll tell you, Saturday night, I slept like a baby. I mean, I just had no more anxiety at all. It all left. And uh, I've been listening to the Hawkins letting go book again for the third time <laughs> and that's really, really helped me out this week. And I just, even with the new orders that went in place, they just went in place yesterday here in Wisconsin. And, uh, gee, you know what? The sun still came up. The birds are still singing. I can still go for my walks. I can still come into the office just to do some, I, I, I have some auxiliary things. This We have some caregivers in the building here. And uh, I also do some security for the building. So I'm, I'm still able to come in. But um, and, and there's just two of us in the office here, so there's no problem with the social distancing or any of that. But they are, they are, you know, not letting people get together in groups and that sort of thing, as well, which is good, you know. So, uh, again, this is nothing that we can't get through, and I'm just so grateful that I have the tools to deal with it. And like I said, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the public uh, deals with it in the coming weeks. Thank you, Paul. That's good. Thanks, sir. Uh, Rob? Yeah, it's strange. Um, when all the squawking and noise was going on yesterday with the counties and city counties and then the governor, nothing changed at my house. I mean, there was really no change. I had as much toilet paper. I might have been down a half roll. I have a bunch of food. Uh, I've got work. Uh, nothing changed for me personally or or anybody. So. You know, I have to go back to the tools and try to figure out what this fear is coming from. Because it all comes back to fear. It's fear of love. <laughs> and so I'm like, I think what it is, is I've got a son in Salt Lake that was sent out there for work. And they found uh, one of the guys he was working with, his daughter, has tested positive. So they shut down the job site. So I think in my head, I think what I'm really worried about is my son getting home, you know, roadblocks. Are they going to be road? So I just all future cast to build this whole 
straw house of stress that I don't need to when at the end of the day, I don't have any control over any of this. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know I could probably, you know, a sponsee, I, I could tell them what to do, right? But, you know, all that noise and squawking and I made the mistake, Paul, of listening to KOA, our big powerhouse radio station, and they pay these guys to, they're off of, they don't know what they're talking about. This is all new, right? I was listening to Brene Brown's new podcast. She's got three episodes out, and one of her snippets was, we're making this up. Give, give, the, give everybody a break. You know, we don't have a game plan for this. So you do what you got to do. Wash your hands. Do what you got to do personally. Um, and so I'm I'm not through that whole uh, at peace with it yet. I'm going to have to probably chew on it a couple days like Paul did last weekend. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm good. My wife's good. You know, even if I get it, it's like, eh, rock and roll, you know. <laughs> well, we'll just deal with that if that comes. But, you know. That that's not going to do me any good to get crazy, and uh, that's what I do. I have a crazy train up here, right between these ears, and if I let it get out of control, it'll it'll take me down pretty quick. So I appreciate groups like this. That's what I got. Thanks, Rob. This is the thirty-first chapter of the Dao Te Ching. Weapons weapons are the tools of fear. Interesting. Doesn't say the tools of. Uh, of uh, a country or a government, it says they're the tools of fear. Weapons are the tools of fear. A decent man will avoid them except in the direst necessity and if compelled, will use them only with the utmost restraint. It doesn't say they're the tools of evil, they're the tools of fear. I thought that was really interesting. Um, it's, it's about how they change us personally, right? How we take and uh uh buy into that fear or not you know that's that for me that's how that that's how that works uh but that was good this is the 35th chapter she being the sage uh she who follows the way of the Tao will draw the world to her steps she can go without fear fear of being injured because she's found peace and tranquility in her heart, not because she's doing all the right things, but uh, because she follows the Tao, right? That's good. That's good. You know, we can see this idea. If anybody has anything, just chime in. If not, I'll just keep rattling. Um, We can see this idea of fear being an illusion. It's interesting. It's not an AA. I cannot find that anywhere in any AA writings about fear being an illusion it's not that danger is an illusion because danger is not an illusion when uh when i get on my motorcycle there's danger i need to respect that danger i put on my helmet i personally don't ride in flip-flops and shorts (laughs) and my hawaiian shirt you know (laughs) i put on my kevlar and i put on my boots and you know i try not to ride when i'm real tired so i do though i respect the danger but by the same token i don't get on just jumping at everything and afraid something's going to happen and 
all of that. I don't move to the fear. I do have respect. So there's a danger there that needs to be respected. But by the same token, with anything that we have going on, I think there's a place we can be that's free of fear. I really do. Um, And it's a place we can live in. It's a place we can live. Um, And, you know, and there's no shame if we have fear. The question is not, you know, we shouldn't beat ourselves up because that's what fear does anyway. That's kind of ironic. What your fear does is it makes you feel guilty for feeling it. (laughs) You know, it's kind of crazy how that works. So what we do is we learn how to how to deal with our fear. And the first thing we do is we do this page 84 business on fear. When these crop up, first, we ask God to remove them at once. Secondly, we discuss them with someone immediately. Third, we make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then fourth, we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. We don't have to stop what we're doing and go help somebody. We we resolutely turn our thoughts. In other words, we make it an action. We make it a priority. We do it. We turn our thoughts to somebody we can help. So we change our thinking, in other words. We replace our thinking about our fear with our thinking about somebody we can help. And we can do all of that in a split second. Okay, God. Please, you know, I ask you to remove this fear. We tell somebody, tell our sponsor, tell a friend, whoever it is. Uh, I use sponsees for this a lot. I hard, well, actually, unless I'm sitting down with my sponsor and discussing a fear, I don't use my sponsor for my day-to-day fears. Maybe I should, but what I do instead is I'll use a sponsee for that. I think I probably used Craig for that before, you know. Fear, page 84, whatever kind of fear, fear of this, fear of that. That's all I'll say and go on. He doesn't have to call me. He doesn't have to stop what he's doing. He doesn't have to do anything, really. All I did was use him for my fear for letting somebody know, you know, to tell somebody about it. And it works great. And then it says love and tolerance is our code. We have ceased fighting anything and anyone, even alcohol. And the way we've ceased is by taking that action, right? So for me, that's how I've learned to start handling fear. Um, And it really does work for me. Sometimes I have to do it repetitively. It doesn't happen always the first time. And that's the way I lower my resistance to the fear. And Paul's shaking his head because that's a lot of what uh, our guy, David Hawkins, says in The Pathway to Surrender. Um. I'm going to go ahead and read a a paragraph on page 87 out of uh, the Pathway to Surrender, David Hawkins' Letting Go. Um, To understand how fear is self-reinforcing, we have to stop and look at another one of the laws of consciousness. What one holds in mind tends to manifest. What this means is that any thought, which we consistently hold in mind and consistently give energy to will tend to come into our life according to the very form in which our mind was he- has held it. Thus, fear engenders fearful thoughts. 
the more we hold these thoughts in mind, the more likely the feared event will happen in our life, which again reinforces our fear. It's this cycle that happens if we sit. It's kind of like I got a friend of mine recovery. He says that uh, we have a tendency to take a uh, to sit in a bathtub of uh, poop. He doesn't use the word poop and think it's bubble bath. You know, <laughs> think we're having a bubble bath, and uh, I'm like, God, that's disgusting. But it really does. Uh, it's what we do a lot of times. We just sit in it. We sit in the sphere. We sit in these resentments. We sit in this and just let it go on. And before we, before long, it has consumed us instead of using the tools we've learned, like Paul was talking about. Yeah, you can you can literally make yourself sick. You can physically make yourself ill by by letting those thoughts, like you said, buddy, just stew. There's nothing wrong with having the thoughts, and there's nothing, I mean, if we've got these fears, we've got to deal with them. And the way I've learned to deal with it is to accept the fear, to not resist the fear, and just let the fear go. And sometimes I have to come back to that over and over and over again. You know, but and there's no shame in having to do that. And there's no, um, uh, you know, know, there's no nothing wrong with that. It's just a fact that we we have to take action. We have to take action. Comments. Here's the 20th chapter. Uh, This is living without striving. Uh, give up learning and you'll be free from all your cares. What's the difference between yes and no? What's the difference between good and evil? Must I fear what others fear? Should I fear desolation? Should there, uh, when there, should I fear desolation when there's abundance? Should I fear darkness when the uh, light is shining everywhere? In spring, some go to the park and climb to the terrace, but I alone am drifting. He starts talking about uh, uh, like a newborn babe before it learns to smile. I am alone without a place to go. Most people have too much. I alone seem to be missing something. Mine is indeed the mind of an ignoramus (laughs) In in its unadulterated simplicity. I am but a guest in this world while others rush about to get things done i accept what is offered this is the 20th chapter i alone seem foolish earning little spending less other people strive for fame i avoid the limelight preferring to be left alone indeed i am like an idiot no mind no worries i drift like a wave on the ocean i blow as aimless as the wind, all men settle down in their grooves. I alone am stubborn and remain outside. But wherein am I most different from others is in knowing to take such sustenance from the great mother. In other words, he's talking about how everyone else is just push, 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 and doing all their thing. And he's saying, you know, I know I am different in all these different ways, but the way I'm the most different is I know where my source is. You know, I know this comes from this power greater than myself. 
And I kind of feel that way when I see the news. Even my friends and my sponsors never going to listen to this. But even talking to my sponsor about this yesterday, he was so caught up in all, you know, the fear other people were having. You know, and I said, but God takes care of us. God going to take care of them, too. Well, yeah, but but I said, yeah, but the rent's not due yet. They're not getting kicked out today. You know, they did a moratorium on evictions for that reason. I said, it's not perfect, but today they've got what they need, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, let's bring it back to today. You know, none of us work this thing perfectly. Not, I mean, nobody. I don't work this thing perfectly. Nobody does. But if I can keep it in the moment, that is so much of what I've learned through the Tao and, and through learning that, you know, back to that idea in the Tao where everything has its season, every relationship, every job, every problem, uh, every success, every fail, everything has its season. So I just need to know and and be confident that as the season goes, there's going to be another, and I'm going to be taken care of. And if and if I doubt that that's going to happen, I doubt that I'm going to be taken care of. Gratitude is a great way for me to see how I've been taken care of in the past, and I'm going to be taken care of in the future. Uh, Craig, you had your hand up first, I think. Yeah, sorry. Just, just the, the, the part you were talking about, um, talking to your sponsor about um, just, just him worrying about everything else. I was out in my walk this morning and I was listening to my, my Bible app, and Isaiah eight came up, and it's talking. It says, um, just to quote it, it says, "God spoke strongly to me, grabbed me with both hands, and warned me not to go along with these people." He said, "Don't be like these people." always afraid someone is plotting against them. Don't fear what they fear. Don't take on their worries. Um, so that kind of relates to what I'm doing at the moment. I've, I've switched off all social media to do with what's going on in the world. I've switched off the, the news. The only, the only updates and alerts I get are from the, the First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon. Um, that's because she's the one that knows what's going on at the moment. So I'm not listening to the, the, the fear-mongering. I'm not, not listening to, to third-hand news. She's actually came out and says, on one of her questions and answers, somebody was asking her questions. She's like, I've not seen that report, so I'm not answering it. I'm not speculating on anything. I'm just going to tell you the facts as they are. Um, and I think that was, I, I think it was really good about to do that because she's basically saying, listen, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Don't listen to anybody else. So I've, I've, I've switched off everything apart from that. Um, and it's the same with the, the I've, I've, I've had to delete a lot of people on social media as well because all they're doing is banging around about what's going on. I need to keep the positivity going on in my life and, and this fear creeping in isn't going to do me any good. It's actually, it could potentially set me back to where I am. Um, and I liked what you were talking about, about using the sponsees as well. I, I do that. I usually send out a text every couple of days to the sponsees, just make sure everybody's, everybody's up and about and just doing what they, doing what they, what they need to be doing. Nobody's, nobody's, it's like page 84, you know, nobody's sitting stewing in their own shit. Um, everybody's doing that, things as they should do. And the, um, the, I think the good thing about page 84 is it actually gives you a time frame. It doesn't say, do it next week. No, let's do it immediately. Let's do it while everything's fresh. Let's not sit and procrastinate. Well, let's, let's just do it. If somebody pops into my mind, I need to text them there and then because something could be going on 
that I don't know about, and their names popped into my head for a reason. So, um, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's where I relate to. That's but, where I relate to that. You know, Craig, and the 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 thing that we can do in this is get in contact with those people in recovery that we may not have seen on an online meeting. Oh, I wanted to mention a meeting I'm doing at 9 p.m. Eastern every night. It's um, You can find it at zoomaameetings.com. That will take you straight to the Zoom link if you guys want to, in fact, it will help anybody. And then I'm putting a bunch of things in the notes with a lot of other meetings that are available. Uh, Lala, you have something there? Yeah, I was just going to say, and I'm calling myself out on it, I'm trying to practice compassion a little more. I will try to. I haven't been doing it. I've actually come from the opposite side of fear. I'm actually just getting annoyed with the fear. I'm just like, you know, the male lady, I guess my dog was barking at her, and she was like freaking out. She goes, my job's hard enough already, you know, and I was just like, he's not going to bite you, lady. And like, you know, at least you have a job was going through my mind. (laughs) And like, I had a friend, you know, one of my new business partner's husband was freaking out about how the government's bailing out the corporations and what about everybody else? And I was like, you know, go talk to your congressman. Like, you also don't work and don't pay taxes. So we're, you know, you don't even, it's not even your tax dollars paying for stuff. And so I'm getting, like, very incompassionate for people that are freaking out. Um, and they have every right to. I guess it's just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm doing every, I'm not going out of my way to be irresponsible, you know, and I'm about to go into a non-essential job in a few minutes here, but I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed with the, with people's uh, reactions and fear. And I always have been, I've always gotten annoyed with people that overreact. I think it's a mom thing. She's an anxious person and just gets on my nerves. And um, so I just need to remind myself to be more compassionate with people that, are going through this, you know, these are their emotions and they're entitled to it. Um, I'm just calling myself out on it. Cause I, 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 I am coming from the opposite place where I, I'm not consumed with fear. I'm listening to the rational things and I'm, you know, yes, I was a little frustrated. They closed down my yoga studio when there's literally three of us, six feet apart showing up. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it just it's reminding me that I need to practice compassion for people that are in situations where they're in financial dire straits. I mean, I'm getting calls at the tax office about how do they get their twelve hundred dollars? How do they get their twelve hundred dollars? Blah blah blah. I'm like, you know, this 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 isn't even the tax question, and you know, you're it's middle of tax season. You're overwhelming us with your, your fear, you know. Um, so I'm just, you know, as I go into work, I'm just, I just need to put on that shield of having more compassion for people that don't, that don't have a way to pay their rent and that are future worrying and that aren't living in the moment and are getting consumed with fear because it's every right for them to do that. And I'm going to try not to be annoyed with it today. It is, it is, Lala. And this is just an opportunity for all of us to grow. Yes. Wherever we're at in this thing. And this is one of my my personal defects is frustration with people that don't think like me, you know, like not coming from their side of view. It's a huge personal defect in mine, getting annoyed with people that are like, really, why do you care about that? You know? So it's nice for me to grow. Yeah. And if you're in fear, you're already so sensitive that it's like the animal you're trying to help that starts attacking you, you know? Yeah. It's it's almost that yeah. same kind of thing. I, I found people attacking me, and I'm yes. like, why are they attacking me? Yes, because really I only want the best for them. 
Yeah. It started hurting my feelings. And I was like, wait a minute, why am I getting attacked? And then I realized, oh, they're really attacking themselves. Yeah. Because they're just frustrated and they're aggravated and they, I can't take this personally. And then I started seeing it. And it's still difficult. It but, is. Uh, I mean, this, this girl's husband, I asked him three times to quit the conversation about the government. I said, first of all, I've been talking about this all day with my sister. I've already reached my limit. And he just kept attacking and attacking and attacking. And um, I'm like, you know, I, as a woman, too, I'm just getting personally, like, offended when, you, when a woman says stop, you know, stop attacking, whether it's me or, you know, whatever you're talking about. But, uh, you know, it, it does come down to their fear. And, um, you know, they have a right to it. But all, at the same time, I don't need to be a punch. I, I can remove myself from those situations. And if they don't want to listen to me when I say stop, I can walk out of the room. Yeah, and that's what I did. I just removed my, I said, okay, well, what do you want from me? And I just kind of, you know, I made sure I was overly, that's why I said, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to think they're on, to be uncomfortable sharing their fear, you know, but once you share it, we need to apply the tools to right. work on this. Like, you know? Share what you're feeling. And then when people don't know that limit, I, I'm I'm going to walk away from that because I can't be compassionate when somebody keeps you know having yeah, you, yeah. you have everybody has to exactly exactly so you know it's all a growing opportunity for all of us. Bonnie, hey, Bonnie, I'm on my leg. Hey, Bonnie. Thank you for um, hosting this, buddy. I um I really enjoyed hearing it out. I um. I'm doing all right here in Rhode Island, you know, um, I only listen to Silda Down Station for me, and when that was getting hot with, like, really talking about the virus a lot, I started to experience a great deal of fear, and I get physical pain with fear. My body was hurting, and um, I was able to... Uh, to go, all right, it's fear. It's fear. And I had to sit with it for a few days, you know, and just kind of like you were talking about, like uh, someone around here says it's a barrel of shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had to sit with it. And and then I, I knew what I had to do. I, I pulled out the acceptance prayer and just started reading the acceptance prayer. And then, you know, and then it, it started to just acceptance had to come in. Like it's not like a drug that book, you know, or, or and it's not instant. It takes a little bit of time and continual practice for me to accept. I knew I was going to have to close my business and I knew I was going to not have an income and I knew I was going into uncertainty, but I knew that the, that my faith of what I went through in Alcoholics Anonymous when I got sober, I knew that if I keep doing this, that I will feel better. And and I also knew that if I look for the miracles, that I will get better. And I've been able to do that. The first thing I needed to do is get a new routine, you know. And um, I had to sit down with somebody else and, and write out my new schedule. And, and I feel so much better having the new schedule. And this is going to be part of my new schedule. What a gift, right? Ooh. Now I get to work on the Dow. Like, I haven't had time because I've been too busy working, you know, 
what a gift that my yoga studio and all that's closed because my 23-year-old daughter and I have been doing yoga together. What a gift. So, you know, rejection is God's protection leading me in a different direction. So I'm looking and focusing on the gifts. And I'm really trying to get out of the business of, I did not go to medical school to fix the COVID virus. You know, I went and became a bartender. <laughs> so I don't, I can't even get involved in these, these conceptual things that are over my head. But I can wash my hands. I can avoid um, public places I don't need to be in. And I can be as calm as possible. <clears throat> to be the channel of peace for all the other people that I see. You know, everybody else that isn't in recovery, that life is better because I am. Thanks, Bonnie. That's good. Oh, I, I didn't know if I was still there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, dear. That's great. Good to have you. Thanks. Thanks. You know, I was thinking, of, I want to mention a couple of books before I forget, a couple more books. Love is Letting Go of Fear. Gerald Jampowski, that's based on A Course in Miracles, and this uh, fear being an illusion, and it's either fear or love, is all Course in Miracles, and it's incredible how much that is uh, brought into my recovery. Love is Letting Go of Fear, real simple little book, then a book by Thich Nhat called Fear. That's really good, too. It goes into all the, the Buddhist side of uh, how, to, how to handle that. It's Thich Nhat and it's just fear is the name of the book. Those are two really good ones. And then, the, of course, the Love is Letting Go of Fear uh, book, uh, a Pathway to Surrender, rather, uh, Letting Go of uh, David Hawkins. Um, I've got something else. I'm going to keep talking if you guys have something to interrupt me. Uh, this is Daily Reflections from May 9th on Walking Through Fear. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, I just want to read the example of how what God did for this person their little testimony, and this is May 9th. Uh, During the first three years of sobriety, I had a fear of entering an elevator alone. I have a hard time not tearing up reading this. This is so powerful. Uh, I mean, every time I read it, and there's no other day of reflection that does this to me. Uh, One day I decided to walk through this fear. I asked for God's help entering the elevator. And there in the corner, was a lady crying she said that since her husband had died she was deathly afraid of elevators i forgot my fear and comforted her this spiritual experience helped me to see how willingness was the key to working through the rest of the 12 steps to recovery god helps those who help themselves This person was just, I'm going to say it's a lady. This lady was willing to, uh, she, she, she was, um, hold on a second. Uh, she, she was, she was willing to, um, confront her fear. And what did God do for her in her willingness to confront her fear? God put someone right in front of her to help. So God didn't take her fear away. God gave her someone to help with their fear. So for me, that seems to be the way it works. If I And her only part in this was being willing, doing what she knew to do and willing 
to go to any lengths for her fear, you know, just like she did with alcohol. And the same thing. And God put someone in front of her for her to help. And so she forgot about her fear. So really it does go from God help me to, it moves from God help me to God who can I help every time, every time. Mm, that's good. Um, thought of a couple of Bible quotes. Um, there's no fear in love from first John and perfect love drives out fear from second Timothy. So this whole idea that fear, that love is the antidote, the correction for fear, uh, is really strong in everything, you know, that I read. Um, I have a few more Dow quotes, but, you know, they're saying the same thing, you know, um, this idea that we become a, we become a giver, we could become a, a path to help. This is the, Marla, I haven't heard from you today. You good? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just in a whole different headspace. Okay. Um, just listening. Okay. One with virtue always seeks a way to give. One who lacks virtue always seeks a way to get. To the giver comes the fullness of life. To the taker, just an empty hand. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I, um, good morning, everybody. Um, Bonnie, thank you for sharing what you shared. Um, I don't know if she's still on here. Um, I'm, I'm finding I need to surround myself lately with um, like-minded people, especially um, because I'm in a different element where my I do have um, a, a tremendous amount of fear coming through. Yeah. And right now I'm really sensitive. Um, I mean, not just me, a lot of people are, but um I feel like I have to go through that, those feelings, and it's hard for me to do that when, you know, every, I know that everyone is acting out of fear right now, and there are few that are acting out of love, and I have to purposely seek them, you know, instead of just scrolling Facebook or, or taking whatever comes my way i'm finding myself visiting pages of people i trust at this time um more so than ever my mentors the people in the program um eckert tolle i've never followed him on facebook i don't know why um you know but it's kind of like i have to pull out the big guns and um rely on the people that i've been reading all these years to help me right now because I'm I'm so out of uh my comfort zone and um I need to come to these meetings you know I was so bummed I slept I overslept last week because I don't remember it was a different meeting but I just I need to be around like-minded people because I feel that I can't be afraid right now in certain groups or certain lights um in mixed company even in my a, a, in my home group, we've had a lot of discord about should should we meet? Um, are we essential? Everyone's saying no, we can't meet. You know, we're on we're in Illinois, so we're we're only supposed to be doing essential things. Um, and so it's like people aren't allowing other people to have their fear, 
um, because they're afraid. So they want to shut that down. Like, don't, don't be afraid because then I, I, I should be afraid or, you know, or I don't know, whatever, um, whatever that their issue was. Um, and, and mine too, I need to let them not be afraid. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, for, it's that control in me because it's really bringing it out. And when I, I have resentments towards people, when I hear them say, um, nothing's changed for me, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying my time at home and this and that because we have 80 employees and we have to stay open. And my husband has to, he does, you know, talk to those employees every day, all 80 of them. And even though my children and I are home, he comes home with 80 people's potential virus. And that's really scary to me. My husband suffered severe asthma when he was young. Um, anytime he gets a cold, it goes right to his chest and he's in a lot of pain. So that makes me really scared. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to feel that and go through it. Mm-hmm. But yet, find who can I help? Shut my mind off. Um, my meetings have really helped doing a Zoom meeting for my women's group because we all need each other right now. And um, so, yeah, just being able to experience my fear, but yet hearing everything you guys have said, it's just speaking to me in a much better, just a more of a profound way. And funny enough, um, Arlena from one day at a ODAT chat, um, I was talking about how I was going through this depression this last month. I've been really, really off my game. And she sent me this, this YouTube and I listened to it and it has helped me more than I can say. And I'm realizing that that's Stephen Mitchell's wife, um, Byron Katie. And I didn't know that. I just listened to her. I'm like, I love this lady. This has helped me tremendously. And then I realized who, who she was. And I'm like, well, no wonder I resonate with her. You know, she's, I feel like she's home. and. Um, she talked about, you know, suffering through abuse and she's talking about getting hit and she's like, you know, once the, once I get hit, I'm like, I have gratitude that that pain is over. And then I get hit again. I'm, I'm grateful that the pain is over now and I get hit again and I'm grateful because I'm, I'm done, you know, that part is over. And I've taken those words all these past couple of weeks and thought, okay, that hurt. This sucks right now, but you know what? That was a blow, but I'm grateful that that's over. Justin made it home. It's healthy. I'm glad that's over. Um, So she's helped me a ton. But I think for me, it's important that I surround myself with people that are just going to let me be afraid and not judge me for it because we're all heightened right now. And you do hear a lot of this. I'm this. I'm fine. You know, I'm doing this. And then I'm just like, well, I'm not. And that. And then I feel, and then I have a resentment because I'm not there. So I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of, a lot of things to be. And then my sponsors kind of went into hiding a little bit and she has her own things. And so it's a tough time for me, but I appreciate you guys giving me all of your experience, strength and hope because I hold on to it. I will hold on to everything for a long time. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Dina. We love you. I love you too. We're here for you. Uh, you know, we all, I know I can just speak for me. I'm moving in and out of that fear and I'm, I'm learning that when I'm afraid, I don't need to uh, condemn myself for being afraid. 
You know, I don't need to feel guilty for being afraid. Uh, what I need to, what I learned to do is surrender that no matter how often I have to do it and let that go no matter how often and use those tools no matter how long it takes. I know that uh, the guy that wrote this, Hawkins, talked about for two solid weeks he worked on some uh, some fears he had and some grief to surrender those things that he had to let go of. Uh, for just and this is ongoing things that we have to do. It's not we do one time and pray and it's gone. You know that we have to work on these things that are deep within us, and and our fears pop out and maybe about things that are totally different than what we think they are. I know there was a friend of mine with one meeting here locally that he had all this fear that he thought was about the coronavirus, but what it was was he was really involved in a group in an AA group, and he was afraid the group was going to split again. It split a couple of years ago because someone, someone, and his fear was had nothing to do with what was going on with the It had everything to do with his group, and he didn't want that to happen again. So once he surrendered that, then he got okay with these other fears. So, I mean, it's crazy how in bed all of our, and it's all unique to us, you know, and just because we have a fear, we don't need to think someone else is condemning us for having that fear because chances are they're not even thinking about us <laughs> like all the other times, you know? So, you know, it's just, um, it's really a time of growth for us. Um, and I think, what was it that, uh, Bonnie said, I've heard her say that before I wrote it down. Rejection is God's protection leading me in a different direction. I'd never, I'd, I'd heard her say that before. Other than that, I had not heard that anywhere. Um, I'm going to use that because really is an opportunity for us to surrender a little bit more because this is a situation we've never had to deal with in the past. And not to say how in the, the overall good this could be for our whole country when we would have a real pandemic that would actually kill a large number of us you know, how they may could be prepared for something like that in the future. So uh, there, there could be some real positives to come out of this overall. If, um, you know, we can look at it that way. We can look at it all different ways. But bottom line, I can't rationalize my way out of my fear. I can't do it no matter how good I get at rationalizing. That never works for me. I have to surrender. I have to let go. I have to use gratitude and the other tools that I use. And I have to go help somebody or Really, I have to be willing to help somebody's all I have to do. And if I'm willing, then somebody will show themselves. It's always that way. It's always that simple. Um, so it's who can I love? How can I get love into the situation? How can I let go? How can I accept? All back to who can I help? Just being available. Hmm, that was good, guys. I always want y'all to know that uh, anytime you're facing any kind of adversity, I never intentionally want to condemn you or judge you or think that I'm better than or less than. I really want to be helpful to you. I want you to know that. and That can be misunderstood sometimes because I can be overpowering. Uh, I've been warned about that. So I want to make sure y'all know that. And let me know if I ever come across a different way. And let's talk about that. But, uh, you know, 
you know what with in, with that said i've been i've thought about that a couple times with people when they proclaim you know i'm fine everything's going to be fine first of all every time i hear that my heart gets a little lighter mm-hmm. and no matter what context is you know i don't know who said it in here earlier if they're like we're going to be fine it's going to be fine like even though i don't feel that way i need to hear that mm-hmm. and so i appreciate it when someone says it even if you think it's falling on deaf ears or whatever um I need to hear it, and sometimes I, I I seek out people that are overly confident, even though I don't agree with them, because I need that. I need to hear a different perspective to make me feel better. Just because I think it's real to me doesn't mean it's it is what it is. It's just I need to I need you know I so I, sometimes that's you know comforting to me when somebody can be confident and and say that you know it's it's I think there's a difference between that and you know, oh, you're just being stupid, or, you know, Tina, knock it off, you know, like, and I, and sometimes, you know what, even though I get mad, that's comforting, too, we have a guy in our group, he's this, and and he said, he told me, he was like, are you going nuts again, he's like, quit it, and, you know, that could have made me mad, but it made me feel better, like, even though I'm like, you know, it's not being mean, but I'm, I need, I'm like, okay, if he's going to take, take a chance to tell me to knock it off, then it, that's like helpful sometimes. So, you know, Tina, yeah. what you reminded me of right there, and I hadn't thought about this was, you know, we're told we'll work with a newcomer that's having a hard time believing in a higher power. Just, do you believe that I believe that same process with this, you know, with this fear? Do you, do you believe I'm free of this fear? Okay. Believe I believe believe I'm in a good place, you know, uh, you know, start there, you know, that kind of a thing. That's, I'm getting that out of what you're saying too. Yeah. And and I will be praying for you and your, uh, your y'all's business because I don't have friends that are in the position you're in. A lot of my friends are okay. So I don't, I don't have, because that's a unique position that that uh that i can pray for so i'm gonna i'm gonna be praying for uh for y'all's business because uh, uh i think that's important so i really appreciate that um that's been it's really hard having 80 families mm-hmm. count on you um it really it's really hard on my husband anytime he has to let someone go or lay someone off or re- even reduce their hours he he struggles and he he it does he doesn't take it lightly um you know some people can and it's just numbers but he can't and um so i feel that when he comes home and we're close with these guys and and i really appreciate the prayers for them because we are you know we're just we're looking at all these people that we feel responsible for in a sense you know and he's trying to do the best he can and and keep them working and everyone's worried. And he brings all that home too, not just the potential for the virus, but all of their worries. He's like everyone. I mean, this week he's just been exhausted and and he's just, he's just worn out from the anxiety. And um, it is, it is a really hard, hard place to be in and having to stay where luckily we get to stay open, but then having to be there, it's double at a, double-edged sword sword so i really appreciate that that's 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 one of our my stressors is the family and i know i have to hand it over but it's hard when you look at 80 people who live paycheck to paycheck sometimes yeah you know and and then take their work away that would be tough that would be real tough 
Um, yeah, we'll be praying for you, Tina, because that's uh, uh, that, that's a that's a unique, difficult place to be. That's a difficult place. That's a lot to let go of. That's a lot to surrender. You know, um, I have it easy in this. All I'm doing is running a meeting at night, and you know, my money has nothing's changed yet. You know, so for me, so but uh, that's very unique. Uh, I'm I'm in good shape, but. But I could see how that could be a lot more to to have to let go of. So we'll be praying for you. The last thing I want to say is when you said that you're free to do this, you're free to be here for how many people? I mean, look at all these people. You know, you've been talking about this for the last couple of months, you know, about not working and not bringing in income. But but that's what that's why. I mean, who would have thought that this has lined you up to help? I mean, the 30, 40 people that started coming to those meetings. And then we got these new people here that I love seeing. Um, and the same goes for everyone in this group is that we have the opportunity to have a program and to be able to talk to people who don't have a program. And I, I do recognize that. And I'm tired of being strong all the time. So I love these meetings that I can be myself, but we do, we, we've been training for this forever. And I think right now our society kind of needs, you know, I said something to my girlfriend. I said, you know, when you when you're living in the past, when you have one leg in tomorrow and one leg in yesterday, you're pissing on today. Well, we say that all the time at meetings, you know, that's that's just but she was like, oh, my gosh, my mind's completely blown. And I said something to my husband last night. We always say in the meetings and he's like, what? I never heard that. He's like, that's perfect. You know, and it's like now's our opportunity to share our experience strength and hope so with that said that's why i think you're here that's why you are doing what you're doing you know someone complimented the other day said gosh all the things you've learned you you're right in that place to to help with this and this because i've been helping set up zoom for people and you know we, we had 65 people in our meeting last night you know and it just keeps growing and i'm like and everybody said i'm so grateful this meeting was here i haven't had a meeting and i'm you know and i'm like so God, all these things that we learn, I know this that that all these things that we learn in our um, experiences prepares for what's coming next, whatever that is, and we never know what that's going to be, you know. So it's just incredible if we can just if we just stay in this flow that what God can do with us, you know. And it's still the same thing; we just have to be willing. All the rest of it's not uh, up to us. We're going to have Gigi Langer tell her story and speak Saturday night on the on in the meeting. And she, and I heard, I was listening to her story and she talked about, she was getting complimented about something and said, well, that's God's fault. You know, <laughs> that was her line, you know, and I'm like, I've never heard that. That's good. You know, that's God's fault. I can blame God for that. <laughs> and that's the way I'm starting to learn about everything. I just got to blame God for it because it's God's fault. You know, it's not mine. You know, it's God's good or bad, you know, good or bad as we perceive it. So. That's good. Thanks, guys. Anything else before we close? Are you good, Tina? Yes, thank you. You know you can reach out anytime, right? Yeah, okay. I know. And I Open forget door. until I'm here, and then I remember. <laughs> Open door. So Thank you. All right. Well, y'all have a great week, and if y'all need anything, let me know. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. 
Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.